Hello, this is Ben Thompson, doctor of audiology and tinnitus specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson AUD. I hope you find the information you need and I hope you enjoy the episode. Today's video, we're going to cover the Neosensory Buzz. This is a new product that I'm wearing right now. I've been wearing it for the last week and it has applications that could help someone who has hearing loss or tinnitus. You wear it on your wrist just like this and it sends vibration patterns onto your skin that match the sound and the acoustic information that's coming in. This is going to be a detailed review video where I cover the applications for hearing loss and the applications for tinnitus. So make sure to check the description of this video where I give the timestamps if you're looking to just learn about tinnitus or just learn about hearing loss with the Neosensory Buzz, you can find the timestamps below to do so. Hey, this is Dr. Ben Thompson. I'm an audiologist in California and founder of Pure Tinnitus. Welcome to my YouTube channel. If you're not already, please consider subscribing. I make content on a weekly basis to provide videos that are educational, fun, and help you if you have hearing loss or tinnitus. Neosensory is a company that creates devices that are non-invasive that you can wear on your body that either supplements your existing five senses or creates new information, creating a sort of new sense. Hence the name of the company, Neosensory New Sense. The product that I've been testing out, the product that I've been wearing, is the Neosensory Buzz. This is a wristband that looks slightly larger than a Fitbit, and it sends vibrational frequencies, vibrational patterns through your skin on the wrist. It has some sophisticated microphones that collect sound in your environment, and it quickly turns those sounds into vibrational patterns on the skin. The only buttons on the actual hardware are a plus to increase the vibration sensitivity and a minus to decrease the sensitivity. Most of the intricate adjustments and the training programs come through the Neosensory app. The origin story of Neosensory starts in 2013 at Stanford University. Dr. David Eagleman is a neuroscientist. At his lab, they were testing around with these kinds of functions. And around 2015, they turned what was at once a vibrational vest into a vibrational wristband for Neosensory. In 2015, the company Neosensory was born. And between then and now, they have created the Buzz product, which is a wearable that you put on your wrist. And it sends these vibration patterns to have you more connected to the sound around you. And it has some implications on neuroscience and brain health for those with hearing loss or tinnitus. I've been using the device myself. Overall, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. Imagine being at a loud concert and you're near that bass and you feel the music in a different way than you ever could if you were listening to headphones. It was a similar experience for me where suddenly I was hearing and feeling the sound around me in a completely new way. I kept this on my wrist for longer than I intended. Typically when I try a product, I may try it for a few hours to get a good sense of how it's going. But when I tried the Neosensory Buzz, I actually kept it on my wrist for a few days in a row. In this review video, stick around till the end if you would like to learn about the applications for hearing loss and tinnitus. Let's start with hearing loss. The populations that could benefit from this device the most would be individuals with moderate to severe levels of hearing loss. When your hearing is that bad, when you have that much hearing loss, you would benefit from any additional cue you can get to understand speech. The buzz presents different vibrations to the wrist in a similar fashion as the ear 
transfers different vibrations of sound to the brain. So the idea here is that vibrations on the wrist through our somatosensory system can integrate in the central brain with the auditory information coming in. And with more data, the brain can make more sense of it with the outcome of hopefully understanding speech better. Think about someone who has a severe hearing loss who either wears hearing aids or a cochlear implant. Oftentimes those individuals still struggle to hear. If this device can take some information like F for Frank, S for Sam, T for Tom, present it through the wrist and have that signal mix in the auditory brain, that could potentially give a little boost, 5%, 10%, 20%. That research is still in development. But in theory, if this device could give a boost to speech understanding, then someone with a severe hearing loss may benefit from wearing it. Think about someone who has a severe hearing loss who really struggles to understand speech. When you're having a conversation with them, they're using your facial cues, they're reading your lips, and they're hearing the words you're saying. And those two senses, they mix in the brain, and that creates the understanding of speech. It's commonly known that if I cover my mouth, it's much harder to follow what I'm saying, especially if you have a hearing loss. Now with this device, with the buzz, we're including a third sense in the picture. So if we can train ourselves to understand the different speech sounds through this device, through our skin, then in theory, we could add a third sense. So we have three modes of understanding, three senses at the same time, putting the information together so the brain can make sense of it. That's the theory here, and it makes a lot of sense. Previously working with patients who have cochlear implants, sometimes they're only able to understand 40%, 30%, 20% of words that are played through their cochlear implant without seeing the person in front of them. So imagine how much their life would change if we increase that by 10%, which I believe is feasible. It hasn't been studied and published yet with this device in that particular uh, situation, but I believe that's possible and that's exciting as an audiologist, as someone who cares about individuals with hearing loss, knowing that the main situation that's the hardest for them to hear is understanding speech, especially when they're not looking at someone's face. Having an extra input could be the big difference for them. The next application for the buzz, if you have a hearing loss, is that you have environmental awareness of sound that doesn't have to come through your ears. The buzz can present a new level of safety or an additional device to be worn only at night or only in certain situations or all the time whenever there's environmental safety or environmental awareness for those who have hearing loss. If you are deaf and you're walking down the street, then you don't hear the ambulance coming behind you. And if you're not very careful, you may cross the street at the wrong time and put yourself in danger. So the buzz can also keep one safe through that system of playing vibrations through the skin when there are loud noises or cars around you. It's another good application for this. Now let's get into the applications of the neosensory buzz for tinnitus. The buzz represents a type of device that's called bimodal stimulation, meaning stimulating the brain, stimulating the nervous system in two modes. The two modes at play with the buzz are somatosensory input through the skin and auditory input through the auditory hearing system. Bimodal stimulation is a new type of research that has implications for helping tinnitus patients. And the research has been coming from the Neuromod company with the Lanier device, as well as the University of Michigan in the United States. 
Now Neosensory is adding a new way to use bimodal stimulation by wearing a device on the wrist. Neosensory provides the wristband and they also have a smartphone app. The current program on the app designed for tinnitus runs through a series of tones that you're supposed to play from a speaker or from your phone so that you can feel it on your wrist and hear it around you at the same time. You can't use headphones because the sound has to be perceived and picked up by the wristband. It took me some time to learn how to use the bimodal stimulation through the app. Overall, I felt like it was very easy and simple to set up. All you have to do is play the sound from your phone loud enough so that you can hear it and your wristband picks it up. And then it's a passive process. You don't have to actively do anything. It happens in the background. Overall, for me, the sensation was calming. It was not painful. I felt comfortable having something vibrating on my wrist. It calmed me down personally. Now, Neosensory may adjust the protocol for the sound therapy. When I was using the app at the time of testing the product, the sound therapy through the guided tinnitus exercises was very simple. It was ascending tones and descending tones in pitch. At the same time, the wristband was buzzing. I was experiencing the bimodal stimulation in a very non-invasive way. And it was my first time getting a true experience of how that would feel. One question I have is, does the sound therapy matter? I know these research groups are studying this. The question is, is it more beneficial to have a dynamic sound therapy? Well, Neosensory through the app has proposed a very simple ascending tone and descending tone sound therapy. That's one area that's quite interesting with this bimodal stimulation is what is the auditory stimulus? Does it have to match the vibrations and how does that all shake out? That's something I'm going to be monitoring closely between the different bimodal stimulation devices. My experience with Neosensory was overall easy to use. It was simple. I could do it when I was working in my office and play it in the background. After a few seconds of it playing, I could focus. I didn't feel like it was a distraction or that it was very annoying. And on top of that, the recommendation for using it is only 10 minutes per day. So that's not much. Uh, the interesting thing is that when I used it for only 10 minutes, I didn't take it off. I liked it so much that I kept listening to it with sound around me. So it was almost an additional way to promote sound therapy in my environment because I was also utilizing the wristband on my wrist. Now I know what you might be thinking, okay Ben, that's a cool wristband, but what does the science have to say about it? Does it actually work? Because having a vibrating wrist is cool, but I'm looking for something that will actually reduce my tinnitus. So I'm gonna explain the research and the most up-to-date information I could get from Neosensory in just a few moments, but I wanted to walk you through the nuts and bolts of how the device works and what the training program is. The company recommends two months of using the Buzz every day for 10 minutes, and then the training program is complete. They include a risk-free trial for 30 days. So if you use it for a few weeks and you're not into it, you don't feel the benefit, you don't like it, you can return it and get your money back. Thanks for making it this far in this video. Now I'm going to try to explain the research for the Neosensory Buzz, which is ongoing and in development. I'm going to give the most up-to-date research to explain if this really does work for tinnitus and which subgroups it might work better for. I reached out to Neosensory their scientists gave me the most up-to-date data that they had. Their data is not published yet at the time of making this video, but I will keep you updated on the research as it becomes published on my YouTube channel. For individuals with tinnitus, one of the questionnaires that's used to validate the research and the treatment is called the Tinnitus Functional Index. A significant change for the Tinnitus Functional Index is a reduction in your score 
by 13 points or more. So far with the numbers Neosensory has, they found that about 12.5% of their subjects were non-responders, meaning that they didn't benefit from the treatment at all. The remaining 85 or so percent did report some degree of benefit from the neosensory buzz. For those who did improve their tinnitus symptoms via the TFI questionnaire using the neosensory buzz, their average reduction was 15 points, which is in the significant range. So what we have here is that a majority of participants were feeling some benefit from the product, and that was a significant change. A minority of participants felt no benefit and therefore had no change through the tinnitus functional index. Now the question for the research group to investigate is, what are the characteristics of each group and why are some people responding better than others? If they can figure out that question, then they can market the product and educate us as so, recommending it for some, but not for others. Now don't get too excited because this is still early stages for this research and they have a smaller sample size than they would like to be able to make broad claims about the effectiveness of the product. And we have to be patient with all these research groups when they're working on different products for tinnitus. So as a doctor of audiology, as someone who cares about the tinnitus community, as someone who knows that even marginal benefits would be worth time and energy for someone who has bothersome tinnitus, for someone who's suffering from tinnitus, and I have my eyes on the Neosensory Buzz, and I wanna hear from you guys by leaving a comment of what you think about this product. Do you think this is something that you would consider wearing? Is it something that you would try? What would be the reasons yes? What would be the reasons no? Let's start a discussion below. Anytime there's a new product that is backed by research, we are excited about it. And we thank all of the researchers that have been working on different solutions to help reduce the intensity of tinnitus. If you've enjoyed watching this video, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson. I'm an audiologist in California and founder of puretinnitus.com. Check out this next video on my side. It's more videos about bimodal stimulation and its applications for tinnitus. Thanks again for coming to my channel and I look forward to being with you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's my mission to share high quality information about tinnitus and hearing conditions. It would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a quick review explaining what you learned on this podcast. Thank you so much for considering that and I'll make sure to see you on the next episode.